Therapy Chat Podcast, Episode 60. This is the Therapy Chat Podcast. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's Laura Reagan, LCSWC, with today's episode. Welcome back to Therapy Chat. This is episode 60, which is the first episode in the Integrative Mental Health series. Back in 2015, I started looking into integrative mental health using holistic and alternative methods in therapy practice. I was interested in acupuncture, mindfulness, essential oils, Reiki, different forms of movement therapy. And as I've learned more and more about these complementary and alternative medicine approaches, I have become really fascinated with their effectiveness as complement to traditional mental health treatment. So today I'm really excited because I have a very special guest, James Lake, MD, who is a psychiatrist in California who practices complementary and alternative medicine in addition to traditional allopathic medicine in his psychiatry work. Dr. Lake has written four books. Um, the one that came to my attention that made me want to talk with him on therapy chat is called integrative mental health, a therapist's handbook. And so you're going to hear him talk about the work of integrative mental health, how he uses it with his patients and that book, as well as an ebook series he did on the subject. Um, so I think you're going to find this really interesting. I did, and I really appreciate Dr. Lake taking the time to come and talk with us on Therapy Chat today. So let's go ahead and get started. I hope you'll enjoy my interview with Dr. James Lake. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. Today, I'm really happy to have a guest with me who is an author of many books and a medical doctor, James Lake, MD. Thank you so much for being here today. It's my pleasure. I'm really excited because I first learned about you with your book, Integrative Mental Health Care, a Therapist Handbook. And um, this is the first time I've seen a book that explains how therapists can use complementary and alternative methods to help um, in therapy, all laid out and explained with the research and um, super comprehensive. So I'm really excited to just ask you about integrative mental health care in general and your work and all the other things that you do and resources you have to offer. So let's just get started. So will you start by just talking a little bit more about yourself and your work? I'm a board certified psychiatrist. I did my training at Stanford here in uh, California, the Bay Area. I've been on teaching faculty at Stanford and the University of Arizona Center for Integrative Medicine, where I developed the teaching modules on integrative psychiatry. 
um, also on clinical faculty at Saybrook University, where I developed um, uh, some um, content for their recently developed PhD program in inter integrated mental health care. Currently, I'm working at Kaiser Permanente as a staff psychiatrist, where I'm able to practice integrated psychiatry in collaboration with my colleagues and also uh, many clinicians in the family medicine department where there seems to be substantial and growing interest in integrated medicine. That's fantastic. And, you know, I think the general public is becoming more and more aware of alternative approaches to, you know, prevention and addressing mental health and physical health and, and to have the medical field backing that up that yes, you can use these mm -hmm. approaches, but it's not just a free for all. There's ways to do it and, you know, it can be evidence-based. So I think that's awesome. Actually, Laura, um, it's, it's really an interesting point you're raising because in fact, the, the general public and particularly people who are struggling with mental health care problems have really been the driving force behind evolution of mental health care toward increasing use of alternative and integrative treatments. Um, for example, until about 10 or 15 years ago, although many of the treatments we use under the heading of complementary and alternative medicine were widely available and practiced in the community by well-trained clinicians, um, the majority of individuals with mental health problems, including depression, anxiety disorders, bipolar disorder, and so forth, were not able to find reliable accurate, up-to-date information on the range of evidence-based alternative therapies. So myself and, and several colleagues have been trying to create resources, including books and some organizations, with the goal of bringing that information to um, broader uh, awareness by the public, as well as mental health clinicians like yourself and others from all backgrounds, including master's level psychologists, uh, marriage and family therapists, psychiatrists, nurse practitioners specializing in mental health care, as well as the range of CAM specialists who specialize in the treatment of mental health problems. There are two organizations that some listeners might be interested in knowing about if they want to connect with other clinicians who are dedicated to promoting an agenda for uh, integrative uh, mental health care. One is the um, American Psychiatric Association Caucus on Complementary and Integrated Medicine, which I uh, initially chaired for several years um, and um, is still quite active. It's on an annual symposium on the most significant recent research findings in all areas of alternative and integrative medicine pertaining to mental health care at the uh, annual meeting. And the other organization is a smaller organization. It's a nonprofit called the International Network for Integrated Mental Health. We're a group of uh, psychiatrists, psychologists, therapists, and care practitioners who, as I mentioned, are dedicated to promoting an agenda for um, teaching, research, and um, development of programs for training persons in all professional areas of medicine, including psychology, psychiatry, nursing, and so forth. So these are organizations that your listeners might be interested in knowing about and contacting to find out how they can be involved in this movement. Yes, and I so appreciate that you brought those up because I wasn't familiar with those either of those um, two resources, and I think a lot of people who are listening will be writing those down. I'll be sure to put a link in the show notes to that information when this gets posted. So um, can you talk a little bit more about just what 
Um, you, you've mentioned the acronym CAM. What is CAM and integrative mental health care? <laughs> yeah, these are these are good questions. But uh, languaging of um, of different approaches to healing um, outside of pharmacology and psychotherapy has been evolving for many years. The the current um, acronym that's used, uh, CAM, stands for Complementary and Alternative Medicine. Uh, this means that a range of treatment approaches uh, uh, that are widely used in both Western culture and in non-Western cultures for preventing and treating not only mental health problems, but medical problems. Examples of CAM would include herbal medicine, acupuncture, uh, energy therapies, such as healing touch and Reiki, uh, chiropractic and other somatic therapies aimed at promoting um, whole body health and wellness. So these are essentially, from a Western medical perspective, um, the whole range of treatments that are outside of currently accepted um, treatments in allopathic medicine, Western allopathic medicine, which, as you know, is dominated by medications, you know, pharmaceuticals, as well as a few kinds of psychotherapy. Everything outside of that um, that narrow range of treatments, um, from a Western medical perspective at least, is considered to be complementary or alternative. So that's what that means. The word uh, integrated, as we've been talking about today, is beginning beginning to eclipse the the concept of Kim, in that the majority of people who have a, a medical or mental health problem for which they're seeking and non-pharmacological approaches uh, use alternative therapies at the same time that they are taking a medication or receiving another kind of conventional treatment by a Western-trained physician or nurse. Um, for example, many people with depression take um, certain amino acids or certain vitamins in conjunction with their antidepressant medication, and there's significant evidence in some cases that these combinations, these integrative combinations, if you will, are more effective than taking a medication alone, and they're quite safe. Uh, one example that comes to mind is the use of omega-3 fatty acids and in conjunction with antidepressants, both for the treatment of severe depressed disorder as well as bipolar disorder. It's widely used and recommended by psychiatrists uh, as well as uh, therapists from all training backgrounds for these treatment indications. Another example of an integrative approach to depression is the use of a certain form of folic acid called L-methylfolinic acid together with an antidepressant, which may significantly boost the effectiveness of antidepressants. Even in populations of depressed persons who have not responded to antidepressants after multiple trials. So these are significant, um, very promising integrative strategies in mental health care uh, that are becoming more widely used all the time. Therapists, we've all had that moment. You wake up in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh, did I do my notes? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore when you use therapy notes. Therapy notes makes it easy to write your notes, get them done quickly, but thoroughly. My group practice has used therapy notes for six years and everyone always finds it easy to use. But the best thing is if you do need help, you can call their customer service number and a person answers the phone. And anytime I've ever had to use it, which is maybe three times in the past six years, my 
issue has been resolved easily with a cheerful demeanor in 15 minutes or less. So I highly recommend Therapy Notes. And don't forget, go to therapynotes.com and use promo code CHAT to get two free months. Yeah, that's very helpful that, you know, because people get frustrated at times when they find that antidepressants, you know, don't seem to be making enough of a difference. And I'm not anti-medication, you know, traditional medications, but if um, I often will hear people saying, yes, I've been taking this, I don't really notice any difference, or I've tried this and I've tried that and I've tried this and I'm just so frustrated because I don't think anything is going to work, but knowing that there are natural supplements or vitamins that can be used to complement allopathic medicine um, that's prescribed by an MD, typically, um, I think that's hopeful. Yeah, you know, um, I, I want to make sure that your listeners understand that the integrated approach to mental health care and medicine in general does not um, include only supplements such as essential fatty acids, amino acids, or vitamins. It includes the the whole range of um, complementary and alternative treatments, including mind-body practice, um, exercise, as I mentioned, um, somatic therapies, healing touch, energy therapies, and so forth. When I begin to work with a patient, I always start at the very beginning and find out about uh, what their uh, major stressors are and how their symptoms are getting in the way of their ability to function at work, in their social life, in school, if they're students. And then I always begin with the general advice about improving uh, health and well-being through lifestyle changes, such as improved sleep, improved stress management using simple breathing techniques. I always look at nutrition, and if there are issues that suggest that the person is not getting adequate nutrition, I... I, um, recommend uh, ways to improve, to optimize nutrition, which of course will improve the the environment of all of the nutrients that go into the brain and are ultimately converted into neurotransmitters, which indirectly then affect the symptoms that you're treating with other means, including um, prescription medications and the whole range of of, uh, nutritional supplements. There's a new area in psychiatry that's pretty exciting along these lines called nutritional psychiatry. And there have been recent articles published in major peer review journals talking about how this works. So the mainstream psychiatry uh, literature and the academic world of psychiatry are beginning to converge along those lines with what many individuals have been saying and, and uh, advancing an agenda around in the area of alternative and integrated mental health care. This is a very exciting time for this field. I want to make sure your listeners were aware that there's uh, not only not uh, a conflict between mainstream psychiatry and integrated mental health care, but there's a growing alliance. There there are shared common themes, both in training and research in these two two domains. Yeah, that's wonderful. And and it is exciting. Um, It's it's an emphasis on health and wellness um, versus an emphasis Mm -hmm. on pathology. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's foremost an emphasis on uh, health and wellness. You could use the word prevention. Yeah. Uh, people who uh, even have uh, severe mental health problems, severe depression, severe bipolar illness, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, or other severe anxiety disorders, 
Many studies have shown over many years that if they maintain their wellness using simple lifestyle changes, such as exercise, uh, adequate sleep, proper diet, uh, simple stress management techniques, including mindful breathing, simple yogic practices, or, or other mindfulness techniques, they, they do much better overall than individuals with the same severity of symptoms who take only conventional Western treatments for their disorders, such as pharmaceuticals or are in psychotherapy. So there's a clear and compelling uh, evidence base for the use of um, non-pharmacologic uh, so-called integrative approaches in mental health care for um, maintaining wellness, not just for treating particular psychiatric disorders. I, I want to take this as an opportunity to mention a series of ebooks that I published a year ago through Amazon uh, the, the, that are addressed at just these kinds of situations that often take place in clinical settings when therapists and psychiatrists encounter patients who are interested in integrative approaches to their mental health problem. This is a series of ebooks under the title of The Integrated Mental Health Solution. I can send you the link to that for your Great. listeners that um, are aimed at providing practical um, methods for developing individualized, evidence-based, integrative approaches for both wellness and treating particular kinds of mental health problems. There are 10 of them, and uh, one is uh, available free uh, through uh, my website as a download. And the other nine are focused on particular kinds of mental health problems that occur quite commonly that often form the focus of, of treatment planning and clinical sessions with your patients, for example, with mine, and that will guide the clinician and the patient through a step-by-step -step process that can lead to an evidence-based um, treatment plan that addresses their particular symptoms of severity um, and guides them as to how to think integratively. Uh, for maintaining wellness as well as treating their, their mental health problems. So I think that could be a useful resource for um, both clinicians and, and patients who may be listening to this podcast. Yes, I'm so glad you mentioned that. And how, um, how are these 10 broken down? Is it by um, mental health area of focus or mm -hmm. you can tell me? As I mentioned, uh, there is an introductory volume. All of these are very brief. They, they cost a few bucks on Amazon.com. As I mentioned, the first one, which is an introductory overview of the concepts and methods of integrated mental health care, is available free, and I'll give you the link to that. Uh, there are nine others that are focused on particular uh, symptoms or uh, common disorders, uh, including attention deficit disorder, depression, um, anxiety disorders, uh, PTSD, Psychosis, including schizophrenia and others, dementia, insomnia, uh, and uh, a few other disorders, um, with the idea that uh, persons who have these disorders who are open to using integrative approaches can use these uh, interactively with their client, with their clinician, and rapidly get to a concise review of evidence that's relevant to their symptoms and put together a, a very specific individualized treatment plan or a wellness plan, working with a clinician or perhaps on their own. They're um, linked extensively to web resources that are highly vetted, that provide reliable information on obtaining um, quality, safe supplements, for example, or finding other resources that will lead uh, patients and clinicians to, um, to competent 
alternative um, practitioners for the range of alternative approaches that are discussed in the books. They're only about 50 or 60 pages each, so they're very quick reads. And I, I want to make sure that your listeners know about them because um, I think they can really provide a, a practical um, uh, tool. Uh, unlike other books I've written, these are very short, very succinct, and aimed at providing practical tools that can be used in real time between clinicians and and their patients. Fantastic. I'm so glad you mentioned that. And um, I'll give you a chance at the end of this to mention your website so that people can know where they can go get that free download. So um, the book, Integrative Mental Health Care, a therapist handbook is for therapists, right? More. Exactly. Obviously, as the name implies. <laughs> so um, I know I've read this and um, it is very comprehensive. I mean, really detailed. And I was very impressed with it, which is why I wanted to interview you. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. And I came to the party a little bit late because it came out in 2009. So um, a little, a little behind, but um can therapists who read that book, do they need to have any special training to be able to apply what you discuss in the book? That's a very good question. And, and the reason I wrote this book, um, and Norton approached me to write it, it's, it's put up by Norton, as you know, is that the other books I had written uh, before then were uh, very technical uh, medical textbooks directed mm -hmm. at uh, physicians. Um, that included a great deal of technical information that I think would not be accessible to non-medical um, mental health professionals. And when Norton approached me, I began to think about the project, and it was clear uh, from my journey as an integrative clinician all these years that the majority of uh, clinicians who uh, are really the vanguard of the movement toward transforming mental health care, toward increasing use of evidence-based alternative approaches and so on, were not physicians, they're not psychiatrists. They were psychologists, the majority of whom were master's level marriage and, marriage and family therapists or licensed clinical social workers. I had the, um, the wonderful opportunity to teach an intensive seminar on integrative mental health care to a group of forward thinking uh, master's level psychologists and social workers up in Oregon. I dedicated the book to them in the forward. Um, quite, uh, quite remarkable. I believe there are other groups of therapists like yourself, Laura, in other parts of the country who are really committed to pushing the paradigm of mental health care to make it more effective, safer, more relevant to uh, a whole range of um, individuals suffering with mental health problems, not just um, psychotropics and a few kinds of psychotherapy, which is what conventional mental health care training involves. So one part, I think, of the most significant um, Part of that book project was to develop, in, in conjunction with the symptom-focused chapters, a very um, extensive review of all the stages that go into integrated mental health care, from initial interview leading to assessment, formulation, treatment planning, and then modifying treatment plan based on how a patient does over time, from an integrated perspective. The idea being to um, show clinicians 
uh, who are not medically trained, and again, who are the majority of people really pushing the paradigm toward increasing use of alternative modalities based on good evidence, that you can do this, and you can do it safely, and you can do it appropriately. So that's the long answer to your, your question. The short answer is yes. <laughs> master's level trained clinicians like yourself and, and thousands within this country and other countries uh, can competently and safely direct patients toward the use of integrative approaches, non-pharmacologic approaches. To a large extent, uh, there are discussions about particular kinds of treatments in uh, the Norton book and the one you've mentioned that talk about when it becomes appropriate to consult with a physician, either a psychiatrist or another um, subspecialist, about possible safety issues when particular amino acids might be considered in combination with psychotropic medications or other medications. There can be safety issues, and these are discussed uh, when they come up in, in that book. So there are times when it's appropriate and, and necessary to consult with physicians or consult with um, well-vetted uh, web resources that can provide information on safety, and I include a lot of those in that book, as well as in the series of ebooks. So within limits, uh, it's, it's possible, and um, I think it's safe and appropriate for master's level students to advise patients about appropriate safe uses of non-pharmacologic treatments. When you get to the area, as I mentioned, of talking about um, supplements which have potent biological activity, including certain amino acids and other kinds of supplements that are available over the counter, it's important to add a layer of understanding to that um, and make sure you have uh, reliable current information about safety and possible um, contraindications when taking the supplement together with a particular medication. Um, it's always best to consult with a physician um, and uh, always um, very important to refer to um, current information about safety, which I reference quite heavily in that book, um, for your liability and for, of course, uh, ensuring the, the best outcome for your patient, avoiding the, the risk, reducing the risk and side effects. Absolutely. And of course, we only practice within our scope, but the book definitely exactly. has, it, it definitely has um, clear guidelines about, you know, things to ask about and what to look out for and, you know. Yeah, there are other guidelines there. I'm just re remembering, um, it's been some time since I wrote the book. As you mentioned, um, there are also guidelines in that book for uh, when it becomes appropriate and ethically um, um, sound practice to refer to another provider, either a physician, you know, an allopathically conventionally trained psychiatrist or other physician. In the event there is a serious problem that's not responding and the patient is at risk of suicide and so forth, or there may be an evolving medical problem that hasn't been diagnosed or treated adequately, or to refer to an expert in alternative therapy, for example, acupuncture or um, the conventional uh, traditional medicine of India, Ayurveda. So, uh, I, I often refer people to other specialists. I think uh, think uh, integrative practitioners of all stripes, of all backgrounds, have a broad network for referring out when they get beyond their scope of practice and their comfort, comfort zone. So it's important when to know how to advise and what to advise and when to know 
when to refer patients to outside specialists and resources. Absolutely, and that's integrative too. Absolutely. So um, I love the idea of your series of eBooks that um, you can click right within the eBook on the web resource that you mention in the book. I think mm-hmm. that, that's a wonderful benefit of eBooks, and they're also you know less expensive than traditional books. And so I'm so excited that you have that to offer. Well, thank you. Yeah, the the idea was that um, the other books I've written over the years are available in paper form. I think two are available as eBooks, but they don't have uh, interactivity and they are um, quite lengthy. So the goal uh, in developing this series of 10 eBooks was to develop some very short, practical, um, user-friendly resources that would provide a, a kind of a resource that could be used in an interactive mode by um, a person with a mental health problem who, as you, you've noticed, can click a particular link and get to web resources that are relevant to his or her problem in a moment, or scan quickly through the text and get to a particular kind of non-pharmacologic therapy that is of interest, and as well for clinicians working with patients who can kind of follow them step-by-step step during the whole course of integrative treatment um, when you get to the point of evaluating uh, whether there are side effects or whether there are um, reasons for adjusting the treatment, how to think about adjusting it, and so forth. So these things are all discussed in a very kind of concise, I hope, um, simple but not simplistic way in this series of ebooks. And I hope that some of your listeners and will find them of use. I'm sure they will. And I'm going to go right over to your website and download the free one immediately because I'm I'm very excited about this and I didn't know about it until we started talking. So where, um, what is your website where people can go and get the free download? I know they can buy all of them on Amazon. Yeah. So there is a a dedicated uh, website that was made um, for the um, ebook series. And um, that is uh, kind of a lengthy title, (laughs) but maybe you can include the link. I will. It's called the it's it's called uh, the Integrative Mental Health Solution dot com, and that's the name of the whole series. It's called the Integrative Mental Health Solution dot com. I have a more general site um, that is my um, site that I used when I was in private practice. That also includes links to the ebooks as well as links to my other books. So it's a um, a more broad collection of information including um, presentations I've given over the years at conferences and articles published in journals, and as well as uh, links to valuable um, internet resources on all aspects of alternative medicine relevant to mental health care. And that website, my primary website, is called uh, progressivepsychiatry.com, www.progressivepsychiatry.com. So you can probably use that one as the primary uh, link because um, your listeners will find pretty much everything there. It also links back to the sites that's dedicated to the ebook series. Wonderful. I'll put both of those in the show notes. So when this is posted, um, people will be able to click on it right from the um, where the podcast is posted. 
Dr. Lake, thank you so much for being on Therapy Chat today. This has been a fascinating conversation. It's been my pleasure, Laura, and I really appreciate your reaching out to me. And um, most of all, I appreciate your working as uh, a, a change agent and an advocate of uh, the, the need to really transform mental health care to um, a, a way of treating mental health problems and promoting wellness that is fundamentally needed. So I really appreciate your efforts and your intentions in creating this podcast. Well, thank you so much for saying so. Thanks so much for listening to my interview with Dr. James Lake. He is an incredible resource in the field of integrative mental health, and he offers so many resources on his website, his books, as well as his ebooks. And you can get the first ebook free, which is kind of an overview of integrative mental health. And then the other nine ebooks, you can buy each one on Amazon individually, and they are targeted to specific subjects. So I just bought the one on PTSD because I work with trauma and that's my fascination. So I hope you'll check those out. I was so appreciative that Dr. Lake agreed to be on therapy chat and share his wisdom. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. As always, please visit iTunes to leave a rating and review and subscribe. So you can receive all the latest episodes as soon as they come out. Our next episode will be a special holiday episode because next week is Thanksgiving for 2016. And we'll be talking about self care during the holidays. So look forward to that. And as always, feel free to reach out to me, you can go right to my website, therapychatpodcast.com and send me a message. I love hearing from you. Take care. Hey, this is Laura Reagan, LCSWC host of therapy chat. Listen, if you're a therapist who resonates with the idea of wanting to bring your best self into your work with clients, I wanted to tell you about a few ways that you can get support in showing up fully with your clients while having awareness of your own wounded places. We can't do our best work with clients if we're not self-aware. So I offer clinical supervision to Maryland social workers, whether students or newly licensed LGSWs who are working on clinical hours for independent licensure, or LCSWCs who want to get more specialized supervision in trauma work. So in my clinical consultation, for any therapists, um, including counselors, MFTs, psychologists, or social workers, I help people work on showing up as your best self in your therapy sessions while taking care of your own wounded parts so you can effectively support your clients. I also specialize in helping you address the effects of traumatic stress exposure through vicarious trauma, secondary traumatic stress, compassion fatigue, burnout, whatever you want to call it. 
That is something that I've focused on quite a bit. And you can find more information on that by going to my website and clicking on for professionals. We can do clinical consultation in person or if you're outside of Maryland, we can do it online using a secure online platform. And if you're a trauma therapist seeking support for the effects of traumatic stress exposure and vicarious trauma, and you want support in community, sign up for information on joining the next cohort of my trauma therapist community. That includes monthly group clinical consultation in person or online, and a private Facebook group for keeping in touch in between sessions for less than the cost of individual clinical consultation with me. So I hope you'll be inspired to check out some of these resources. If nothing else, you can find a lot of information on that four professionals page about self-care for therapists and addressing, identifying, and preventing the effects of trauma exposure on us as therapists. So you can check that out at www.lauraregan.lcswc.com and then click on for professionals. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the therapy chat podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, visit Laura's website at www.lcswc.com.